Hi, John. How are you this week? Hi, Elliot. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks. So um, what I want to talk about today is actually something that really happened last week, but um, I still think it's worth talking about. Um, Senator Kevin Kramer, who's a Republican from North Dakota and a member of the Senate Banking Committee, um, uh, issued or proposed a Fair Access to Banking Act. And it had some, you know, fair number of uh, co-sponsors, but it, it's kind of an interesting twist on fair access. I, did you see that uh, uh, that item come up? I did. I want to give credit to my uh, my former colleagues at ACAMS. So ACAMSMoneyLearn.com, the short story on this. You're right. It was introduced last week. Uh, but there's a concept that's been around, and frankly, we talked about the previous administration's OCC rule on this. But yeah, I, I, a couple things struck me. One is the title. You know, um, as we both know, we've been working extremely hard, the AML community, with humanitarian and charity groups for a number of years uh, to see if we can't get some some clarity some certainty so that if financial institutions uh, who, who have put uh, those entities in, in higher risk categories because of the way it's been defined can actually bank those entities if they better understand one another. So giving access to those entities for MSBs, you know, money service businesses have always struggled because of, again, the characterization. Um, so fair access makes, makes a lot of sense conceptually. The provisions in this in this bill, in my humble opinion, do not for a variety of reasons, which I know we'll talk about. Yeah, so um, it is kind of interesting. Um, essentially, it's requiring banks uh, to um, provide financial services um, to any company that's uh, or any person that's legally compliant. Um, and, uh, it focuses on, uh, uh, financial institutions, banks, and credit unions, uh, with over 10 billion in total consolidated assets. Um, but it also has an impact on, uh, the credit card, uh, uh, payment networks, which would be both actually, it's not credit card, it's the payment card networks, which is both debit and credit. Um, and, um, essentially it's following, as you pointed out, the, uh, the previous administration's fair access final rule. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, let me make a couple quick, quick yeah. points. So this is, um, you just have to call it what it is. This is a political party that has always favored, uh, you know, the, the market, the market making decisions with, with some, with some limited regulation here, we have a situation where they want to penalize banks and credit unions, find them for not accepting certain banking relationships. And to me, that's more than counterintuitive. Yeah. Um, the other thing about this is, um, you know, when you think about free trading and the ability to, you know, businesses to make their own decisions as long as they don't discriminate against people in protected classes. I mean, that's the one limitation um, that this is really pushing banks or financial institutions to be more like utilities. And, you know, we've over the years, uh, the economic history in the United States, there's been a lot of discussion about what should be a utility and what shouldn't. And we've settled on a bundle of services that fit under the utility 
approach and um and there are economic trade-offs to being a utility some of the things you have to do but then you get something back here um the get something back part is totally missing right and for, for all of us in the aml community one of the provisions in the bill would require banks to provide a written justification for why they are denying uh, a person financial services which runs totally opposite from how we handle suspicious activity. Uh, the, the age old um, note from banks when they close accounts, that's a short note that basically says, because it doesn't fit our business model because we can't tip off uh, possible criminals. And so the fact that there's no recognition of the importance of keeping that information confidential just runs so counter to compliance AML, financial crime prevention. So clearly the drafters here made no effort to recognize the challenges that institutions have that are told on the one hand to do risk assessment, mitigate those risks when you can, and report activity that is potentially illegal to the government so that they can be investigated and, and in some cases prosecuted. So that just turns everything on its head. And, and going back to my initial point, you know, they're calling out gun dealers and, and coal producers, no mention of charities and humanitarian groups. This, this to me, I don't think this has a chance uh, to, to get enacted, but this is really disappointing on so many levels. Stay tuned. We talked about it when it was a proposal coming out of an agency in a prior, um, prior administration. Now it's a, a proposed Senate bill. Um, We'll see where it goes. And when we see where it goes, we'll talk about it. So, John, you have a, a great rest of the week and a great weekend. And we'll talk to you next week. Take care, Elliot. Stay yep. safe. You too. Bye bye. <laughs>